This is Angela with Danceable Thoughts, and this is 2020 Perfect Focus on things that are important to my dance directors, and especially in this contest. This is, this is like a mini-series of our podcast. It'll be about 12 minutes long, and this topic that I'm going to start with right now is uh, suggested from Tashane, Eve, a couple of different people, and in different ways, even Samantha talking about performing qualities. How do we get our kids to uh, keep their energy level up within the realm of one performance and I'm going to add to that the entire contest day. So there's first of all there's the thoughts about the stamina aspect of it to begin with and and how we probably have been trying to train them but why do they lose steam? Well aside from everything else that's been going on I'm going to say that there might be something to the fact that their nervousness is is overwhelming them imagine how when you are you're nervous or anxious you kind of hold your breath you don't breathe normally well i might be getting a little into my modern dance teacher brain but breathing becomes an integral part of movement when you are in modern class you almost and, and i'm talking hardcore modern not just our new contemporary but breathing becomes an integral part of what motivates manipulates and informs movement okay so let's think about these nervous nellies they are even if they're the most experienced they have a little jitters and they get out there and they have the initial burst of the music is on and we get started and then they get going and then they get in their head and they may not be breathing the way they need to uh, there's going to we're going to discuss the fact that some of them never decide to dance full out till they get on the floor in front of the audience but let's just talk about your generally basically trained kids that if they have not ever been taught where the highs and lows in the choreography are they may not know when to put maximum effort out and when to breathe deeply um, you can, it's like I said, the modern brain works really well. You think about audible breath and you think all the, the like I said, the way it informs your movement. Well, that needs to happen even in the strongest palm, the toughest, most intricate military, the wowsy powsy woo-woo jazz. All of it needs an in, a sense of when do we breathe, when do we do. So I'm going to jump into the world of musicians and wind musicians. Wind musicians actually, I lived in the band hall for a while, and they actually talk to their their musicians about when to take breaths, when to to breathe out, when to breathe in, when to be ready, if they have a long rest, when do they get ready for the next big note that they're gonna play. Well, maybe we need to think a little bit about our, our dancers that way. Where is their downtime in the choreography? Where is their rest? And you're thinking, wow, they're only out there for two plus minutes. They got to be on every second. They still have to breathe. So I want you to think about where are their breather moments in the choreography? And when should they ramp up their energy? So could you almost think of it like a heartbeat monitor? When do you want them at a fast pace? When then you want them to take it slow and sustain? When do you want them inhaling, exhaling, and deeper movements? So that's pretty technical, but it might be incredibly informative to keeping them energized. And we might be making a mistake in the way that we are coaching them, that every single count, of course we're thinking precision, but every single count matters, and everything has to be big, and it has to be strong, right? But that's, in their little brains, that's, that means alert, alert, alert.
alert, 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 alert. And so we're putting them in to almost like an adrenaline rush, which I think they get that anyway from performing, especially when they have a good performance. We want them to have that wowza feeling and those endorphins flying, all those great things. But if we've got them so tightly wound that they don't know when to release and really let it go, whether it's an emotional moment in a lyrical or a contemporary or a modern, or it's a wow, bam, boozle moment in a fun novelty jazz, they've got to know that you can't just inhale and exhale once between the beginning of the dance and the end. I also want you to talk to them again about the arc of the performing day that they've got to keep their energy going and stamina healthy snacks hydration that type of thing you don't get to you don't get to dictate how much time you have between any given dances and so uh, you know let's think about that officer performer who's got all of her officer dances all of her team dances she might have an ensemble she's got to be strategic in the way she plans her energy throughout the day and if we leave it to chance these kids are going to make bad choices. So talking to them about water, talking to them about the right kind of snacking so they're not sabotaging themselves with sugar rushes and drops. You know, in the good old bad old days, you know, I know that I had a group of kids who wanted a pixie stick, you know, pure sugar right before they go. Now I think with all of our intelligence about nutrition and stuff, that was a terrible thing to do. But thank goodness they all survived and went on to lead meaningful lives. But we need to say to them that they treat themselves, especially those kids who are in multiple dances in a short period of time, they need to treat themselves and their nutrition and their body the same way elite athletes look at their nutrition. Think about our, con our high impact contact sports, how they know that there's a certain kind of, uh, of fuel that they use before then they perform, and then they even have something for when they come off the performing court, when their game is over, and they need to replenish everything they've expended. Now, that's hard to think about in two-minute dances, but when you look at the totality of their day, okay, they're playing a really long football game with lots and lots of overtime, okay? So it's anaerobic. It's burst of energy with resting periods and burst of energy with resting periods. So you have to think about the way they train them. So some of you are saying, Angela, it's now a week away and I don't have time to do all that. But even if you don't have time to train the physicality of that stamina stuff completely, you can talk to them about the nutrition and the hydration of their day. I think that's one thing. So now how do you get them mentally to stay with you? Well, that kind of goes back to what I was saying about teaching them where the highs and the lows are in the performance. There's never going to be a moment when they're not on stage. And that includes the way they walk in and the way they exit the floor. But you can probably talk to them a little bit more about the way they want to stay mentally focused for that, I'm going to say that five-minute window from entrance through the dance to the exit. That five minutes seems like an eternity to these kids now because they live in an instantaneous insta-world. But we're going to have to start helping them understand because in the real world, they're probably going to have jobs where they have to focus for longer than a four or five minute performance, whether it's 
a, you know, a job in the, in the workforce or it's in the performing arts, they have to go into longer and longer performances when they get beyond what we're doing for contest season. So we talk to them about staying mentally focused in rehearsal. Yeah, so if you want achievement on the moment of maximum importance, then you have to train them that way in rehearsal. You have to train them to focus and not be distracted by messing with their hair, talking to their friends, uh, taking a bathroom break, wondering what's going on on the other side of the gym. You're going to have to have them practice mental focus and class. I think a class or rehearsal time. And it may not be that you can take time to, you know, meditate and have a guru come in and teach them this in a week. But you can coach them up for a five-minute performance by being very on top of them and saying, this is what I want. I want your maximum energy and your maximum focus for this run of the routine. And then maybe you take a minute, a downtime, and say, okay, who got distracted? Oh, and then what distracted you? Well, so-and-so got off on the diagonal, and then I looked up in the stands, and I saw that, you know, Miss Hayes was waving her arms. Well, all those crazy things are going to happen, and they've got to know how to respond to them. There are a lot of directors who teach their students to find them up at the top of the stands. And I know it's fun to watch all of us, Eve, um, who totally embody all the movement and the choreography up at the top of the stands. So sometimes our kids feed off of our energy, and you may want to do that. So that means you cannot be a totally um, neutral participant in the performing moment. You, they've got to see your posture. They've got to see your energy. They've got to see your enthusiasm. And this is where you, my director friends, have to keep a straight face when something goes bad. Because if, if my officers would know, if, if they saw a letdown in my posture, that then they were worried the rest of the performance. Your most tuned-in kids are probably looking up into the stands and looking for you because they trust you the most, and you're probably one of the most important members of the audience out there. So your smile, your energy, your breath, your body language will project hugely on what happens on the floor. So maybe that's my challenge to you as well, for you guys to really up your game in rehearsal. Put down your phones. Do not be a passive part of rehearsal. You give them your full energy and see if, like a mirror, they reflect it back to you. So final thoughts about that performing quality. I did a special special little uh, 2020 focus, and it is directly talking to them about inhabiting their character. I talked to them about just like an actor has an in, internal storyline, but then they are a performing artist, and they have to project it out to an audience. So I, I would love for you to share that with your kids. Listen to it first in case you totally don't like what I have to say because I don't want to upset your apple cart but I hope you'll share that because I feel like we've really got to train our kids to think beyond the eight count that they've got to think about being a performing artist and an elite athlete all bundled up into one so I hope you enjoy this one this is as always I'll tell you I want you to think it through and dance it out this is my 2020 focus on the way we get our kids to perform with stamina during these contest season days